What's going on guys? Welcome to episode three of Growing Up Differently. Now, just gonna sort of brush over the last two episodes. Um, you know, I had a lot of people reaching out and opening up, um, which is, I love that. That's that's what this, that's what these podcasts are for. It's about you guys, um, you know, gaining that strength or seeing that other people are going through stuff, especially people if, um, you didn't think went through anything like that and then you sort of I've had you know I've had people message me saying they've listened to the podcast and um, you know bawled their eyes out um, because not only did they feel like it was so close to how they grew up that they actually thought that they were kind of alone in that process and you know um, even when people go to the extent of trying to explain to their partner or to their friend about some of the stuff that they've been through as a kid it's really hard to process that if you haven't been through it it's almost like they're they probably think that you're um not making it up as such but they're they're like it's they like surely they're exaggerating um a little bit more than actually what happened and usually it's the other way around like i didn't go into too much detail because I don't need to do that. I don't need to put those things in people's heads. You can use your own sort of imagination when, um, you know, when you're in this space talking about that. But it's usually the other way around. It's usually dulled down. So if someone's telling you something, they're probably not even telling you to the the full extent to what it is or what happened actually in that situation because they there's there's already a judgment factor. If you tell someone about something that's that graphic and intense, they some people have a mind shift, mind uh, shift switch, and they they almost look at you like, "Oh yeah, he's he's messed up." Like they might not say that, but like it's, it's kind of like that. So they usually dull it down a bit, and that dulling down is a start of a process of suppressing because they're not they don't feel comfortable of really telling you how it is. So if someone actually is opening up to you. Don't listen. Just sit there, and there's a difference between you know listening and hearing, you know. Um, I personally think like if you're sitting down there and hearing just just hear and take it in absorb that and then go before you speak to someone about this because if you say back to them something like hey oh, surely it wasn't that bad or you'll be right or um, you need to see someone man you're messed up like it might not sound like <laughs> those are you know they're quite straight up things and you can say that to people but people with these type of traumas or these type of mental illnesses that triggers stuff straight away because that's what they've had because that you know they're trying to open up and you're pushing you're you're saying something that's going to make them start suppressing again um and it's it's quite dangerous and it happens quite a lot and it's not the person's fault because most of the time you're talking to someone that isn't knowledgeable in that area and is not a professional so so some of the word choices that they use can really you know trigger things again and that's when you stop opening up so um you know i've had that um sort of over the last sort of uh three or four days since i started doing them man some of these people's journeys are starting now you know um at 40 50 years old some of them are quite young um some of them have been in long-term relationships and had some really, you know, intense times and, you know, bring kids into the mix, business and what we're going to go into a bit more now is like social media and my my next sort of path where my relationship, um, not just with, with my partner at the time, just in general with people, um, was so uh, up and down and, 
you know, I could see why at the time people were sort of like, oh, I don't know if I want to actually want to hang out with him or I don't want to, you know, engage too much because I know he's he's quite intense with things or he can, you know, um, and um, snap or he's he has he's negatively geared towards certain things and it's it's just like that um and you don't even know that you're going down that path it's just that's the stuff that comes out because on the inside um you're, you're not a positive person there's there's a lot of a lot of negative uh energy stored up and that's what comes out so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit is uh dive into the next part so the next part for me was obviously finding um, CrossFit. I came out of um, all that sort of stuff and found CrossFit. I needed something. I needed something to sort of fill again, just to fill holes. So it's like this, what can I grab to fucking make me suppress shit even more? But also not suppress stuff. What can I be good at for people to be like, see, he's doing sweet. So it's just this hiding mechanism. I become very good at hiding behind things. Um, and CrossFit was the one, uh, coming from, you know, uh, athletic background my whole life, um, weightlifting and gym, CrossFit was like quite a, I'm not going to say it was easy transition, I worked really, really hard over those six or seven years, but it was something I picked up quite naturally because I'd, I'd done a lot of those movements, um, through sport over the years, so again, I went into a gym and I was able to, you know, sort of move and progress really really fast in that sport and I think by my third year in or something I was already in the sort of that top sort of 30 to 50 in the country which was again like see I'm good at this shit like I like um um I'm doing fine like there's nothing wrong with me I'm just just killing life I'm doing this and this and then when I got into CrossFit, I actually started getting a little bit more into social media and that started having a flow of like a flow effect together of, hey, I'm starting to post more and it's like, oh, I'm getting better at CrossFit and that starts rolling on. And I started that in Sydney and it wasn't too bad. It was sort of just, you know, starting off. And then I moved up to the Gold Coast uh, for my partner at the time. Um, she has family up here and you know we've been here ever since and I won't leave it's, it's such a great place to live but um, and it's nothing against Gold Coast this has got nothing to do with Gold Coast um, you know I've I started getting into social media again more when I got up here started gaining more followers started becoming better at CrossFit started winning competitions and all of a sudden it was like who's this guy Oh, he's come up from Sydney, right, right, and it's just a, an effect. And a few people up here that I started meeting at competitions had lots of followers, and it became like hanging out with that person. That person gave me more followers, and it became a fucking addiction. And I forgot about everything. I forgot even about who who I was at the time. And I, I don't know if I said this in the other podcast, but I look back now, and I just feel so. I feel so so sorry for that person deep down I feel like the person is like the the kid I was growing up is, is such a fucking lovely person I so giving kind and you know didn't really care what was going on and I've turned into this opposite person to suppress all those those issues we've talked about and the next and the next step was CrossFit and social media I started doing it but I could do it really really well now I was like a master of suppression 
and um, you know it's it becomes it's almost like you're a, it's almost like you're an addict like you're so good at it you can just boom flick a switch and all of a sudden you everyone thinks that you're killing it at life and um, you know I, I, I think I said in the other podcast I lost that sort of hustle in that and it was all because of I wanted to just keep trying to prove myself to people and um, that's what we're going to talk to Nessa that I'll never even meet which is even sadder it's a sad world when we get to that situation um, so I started getting 2,000 followers 5,000 followers 8,000 10 12 15 18 20 um, 22 24 got to 26 20, I think I went 30 could even have hit 32 at one point like I, I I've been not as active over the last two years of it, so I've lost them, and that's fine. I only want people that want. I only really want people following me that are really interested in, in, in my content and in what I'm about, anyway. But you know, that beget becomes super addictive. Right? You, you imagine put it put it into a sort of a, a context of how you're going to play play a solo sport or something, and all of a sudden. 500 people watching you and then a thousand turn up then this this like they get addictive because you all of a sudden think that you're you're someone um and 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 then the social media world is a little bit different to the real world obviously is like you're seeking validation from people you've never met you might potentially never ever meet and not only are you trying to keep people happy that aren't even close to you, you start shutting out the people that are close to you because these people are giving you attention. Yeah, if you sort of break that down a little bit, that's ridiculous. The, the, the world doesn't work like that. You know, you're, you should always, you know, you should never forget sort of where you come from, the people that have helped you get to where you are and supported you across the way. But on social media, you, you just forget about that shit. You know, people start messaging you saying that you're awesome. We love you. We fucking, I've been following you for this long. And, you know, some of them are genuinely great thing, uh, great messages, but some of them are just ego boosting and you become this egotistic person. And that starts rubbing off on other areas of your life. It does. It, um, you know, you start becoming, well, I'm in this world now. I'm fucking too cool for other people or I don't give I don't give a fuck about this situation because I've, I've got this and it's a lot of people will be like I, I definitely will was like that um, some some of you guys won't know but you can probably see it from the other side as people changing so you'll see the side of a person that's gained a big following and didn't have one and you've you're obviously not interested in social media but you've seen that side and it's the same it's so fucking toxic and that's where sort of uh, my relationship with not only friends, partner, you know, and kids started falling to the falling apart. To be honest, it's um, it was falling apart. Um, you know, I was seeking, like I said, I was seeking validation from people I never met over people that loved me, like genuinely loved me as a person, and. You know, deep down, but that fucking breaks me really hard. Like, it almost makes me want to fucking cry that I even got to that situation um, in my life that, you know, I lost a lot of people that loved me around me because I was so self-inflicted and, you know, cross for that at the time in social media. 
Um, and I'm very open to admitting that because that was the start of, you know, losing, l losing, you know, friends, relationship, um, and not having that real connection with my kids that I, that I should have had had early on. Um, and I, and don't get me wrong, I've always loved loved my family, kids, and partner at the time, but the showing of it and the, and, and being present being present is the, is the key word there what well, just wasn't wasn't there it wasn't a hundred percent and and at that time in my life it should have been the the major priority and, and it wasn't um so yeah that was that was the start of you know um you know i was almost become a, a completely different person um i wasn't a, i wasn't a nice person to be around because i thought i was you know living in the clouds when realistically all that person was doing was just hiding insecurities, hiding old stuff that I'd suppressed for so years. And then when shit wouldn't go my way, all that stuff would come out and it would be directed at my partner at the time. Business partners, friends, close friends, people at the gym when I was coaching. Like I just, it would just come out. And I'm honestly just going to be like, I'm so sorry. Um, Back in the day, if I actually snapped at you about something stupid or something that I could have easily taken a different approach with, but that that it just that's some that was just inner stuff coming out, and I'm sorry that if it, if anyone remembers any situations that it was directed at you that it wasn't, and I'm sorry. And if you were here, I'd give you a you know big old hug and grab a beer or whatever you like have a chat but it's at the time that that's what it was and I can openly admit that you know I, I wasn't a nice person um, when you admit that you're not a nice person and you can honestly say at that time of your life you can make up all the fucking excuses you want that's that's what people do when they're in that situation they make up excuses to cover up their bullshit um, but yeah I wasn't nice um, was a nice person to be around. Um, yeah, and when you when you when you start put putting that sort of energy out to the world, you start attracting negativity. It's that it's manifesting. It is. It's it's actually it's a real thing, whether you believe it or not. One day, I guarantee you, you're going to start manifesting and be like, this shit works. Um, so that was where sort of everything sort of started going downhill. You know, Jim was doing okay. I never did great because I never put that much energy into it because I was so worried about myself and competing and couldn't see the bigger picture. Um, and at the time, you know, partner and people were just like, it doesn't matter. Like, all this CrossFit stuff doesn't matter. And then I'd, you know, arc up even more and be like, you know what you're talking about? Fucking this and that. And like, this is my job. And I was just, it was stupid. Absolutely stupid. But, you know, it was that driven towards that, that it's really hard to get someone out of that mindset when, you know, you're starting to get paid to do something. You're starting to get all these great sponsorships, free stuff. Like, it all of a sudden becomes, it, they start throwing shit at you to almost keep keep you there. That makes sense. It was like, it's like it's hard to get out of. You're not going to say no to money and free stuff and like it becomes this little cycle of um yeah it's like they trap they're trying to trap you in there um 
and you know some people are really good if uh, good at sort of managing all that stuff and I wasn't because of the stuff from the past so all the childhood traumas uh, abandonment issues uh, you know which then built insecurities um, and then obviously I was always looking for validation so all those things you know and then someone starts throwing all these things at you nice things telling you you're awesome and here's money and here's free like you're like I'm staying here because this is fucking brilliant like screw what else is going on in the world I'm killing it like everyone's gonna think I'm I'm the man but deep down far from the man we weren't being the man that was meant to be the man in, in, in people's lives and, and it ended up backfiring on you so like I said been separated for uh, about nine months now and I'm not gonna talk about uh, that side of it much it's just more me because like I said she's a wonderful person uh, I have two beautiful kids and I have nothing negative to say about that situation. Um, this is all about my journey and how, you know, if you're going through this stuff if in a marriage or, you know, a long-term relationship where we've had kids, maybe we can sort of, you can sort of um, get something out of this. But other than that, it's this next part was competing and traveling and then, you know, had had the kids and, you know, kids aren't easy. If you've got them, you know that. And the issue for me with the kids was managing my frustration. Of when you when you have a few things going on from the past, you start having really high expectations, and your ability to keep calm and manage that and have patience is non-existent. Um, so when someone doesn't do something you you want them to do directly straight away you get frustrated you get angry and I had that approach to the kids when they were really young and you know I'm not very proud at some of the, the ways you know and I grew up um, you know getting smacked as a kid I think anyone that grew up from sort of my era you know if you didn't get a whack around the around the butt when you're younger um, you're probably yeah, you quite it was quite rare back then you know what I mean and um I didn't get smacked ridiculously hard my parents weren't like that but you know I did get a I did get the smack and since I wasn't exactly a, a dream child all the time I had I used to get a few smacks so um and I started doing that with my kids I started you know smacking them and because I, I actually and I, I look at this now and I go I was so aggressive towards some of the the kids stuff I did and I, I never hit them crazy or anything like that or did anything bad or and I've never done anything like that to a female or anything like that either just to clear all that stuff up but even me hitting like smacking my kid I do it at the time and it felt like like I was being an enforcer at the time but straight after I fucking was so guilty like my heart I've never actually really talked about this before but my heart would just sink and I look back now and I'm like it's because you you think you're becoming that person that stuff you saw as a kid it was like coming out and I felt, I'd almost feel like sick and then I'd I'd cover it up by getting angry and saying bad things to like my partner or something and, and, and walking out and storming out and you know making up these excuses and like that feeling of doing that or like the guilt I would get 
it was so bad it was almost like i'd get anxiety from doing it but at the time i felt like this is the only way to pair and i need to do this i need to be this tough sort of enforcer and well i it sort of breaks my heart that i had to actually you know go through that process because i wasn't healed enough to just sit down and just be calm and process what is going on uh, with the kids and sort of understand them um because obviously everyone has different personalities and you know i've you know you say stuff to your kids people don't want to admit it no one's a dream parent i know that you stay you say stuff and then you you go oh geez i shouldn't have said that like i feel so bad and then you feel guilty and it's just this it's a cycle you know what i mean um i'm very good at it now because i've i've sort of i've done heaps of work not only myself but um with the kids you know i didn't i didn't i didn't feel like i was a great dad at the time but i wasn't doing anything about it at the same time so it was like you know, oh, I feel bad because I'm I'm not doing this, but I wouldn't admit that it was bad, so I'd continue to do it. But deep down, I was going, "Fuck, you can't keep doing this shit." Like, like you're a, you're a better person than this. But then, because you're not doing any work, it just goes around in fucking circles. Like I was saying in the last previous podcast, you just start repeating things. And when you start repeating things like that, it almost becomes like insanity. There's that saying, you know, continually do the same thing all the time, like it turns into insanity and it, it it's it's true like especially if it's not working you know if it's working and you're progressing sweet but if you're not like it's that's an it's insane like you're going to turn and all of a sudden you're going to you you'll you'll that's uh switch or uh you'll flick that switch and you'll just you'll break again you'll get angry frustrated and you'll say something you regret and and then it starts again now i know a lot of people are going to be like i've done that so many times and i still do it um, so, you know, that was probably one of the biggest breakthroughs for me is, um, you know, I never wanted to be that parent that I saw, but I was doing it. I was. Like, I, I didn't physically hurt anyone or anything like that, but I was doing it fucking verbally. It comes out a different way, and I need to hammer this right now. If you're fucking listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, I don't hit my missus, I don't hit my kids, great. But you grew up in that environment, it's going to come out another way. Whether it's a, it's a tre- cheating, a drinking, a gambling, but most of the time it's verbal. And verbal can be worse. And my heart rate's elevated because I feel <clears throat> very disappointed myself for starters that I even got to that point I could actually say those things to someone <clears throat> yeah fucking hell it's <clears throat> yeah it's not okay none of that shit's okay no one <clears throat> no one deserves to be talked to um, like that a bit of a tear in the eye um no one does no one on this on this planet deserves that um you know and i've had it directed at me and i've directed at a lot of people and one person in particular and that was the person at the time and obviously we're not together now and 
you know, we're still good friends and hopefully, you know, I'd love to be great friends for the rest of our lives because she's a beautiful person. But, you know, it's, um, it's going to come out in different ways. I just want you to know that. You're not, you're not, just because you're not doing exactly the same thing doesn't mean it's not going to come out. It will come out. And you won't know it. And then all of a sudden, six, seven years down the track, someone's going to go, I can't do this shit anymore, man. I love you, but I can't do it anymore. And you're going to go, why? I wasn't doing that stuff that I saw growing up. But no, you did it. It's the same. It's the same shit. So you can't be in a... You can't be in an environment like that. You can't see your kids see that because they're going to grow up and, like you said, they might do the opposite. They might do it another way. And it's just a, it's a reoccurring pattern through generations. Generational change is an actual thing. And you're not going to do exactly the same thing like I keep going on about, but you do something different and it's exactly the same. It's just in a different way. Okay, so that's... If you can pick up on that, if your partner says you can't talk to me like that and this and that, please listen. Man, I wish I had, you know, my wish my ego wasn't so inflated at the time that I was like, yeah, you, you can't. And the worst thing is, is, you know, I'd say sorry and things like that and I'd genuinely be sorry, but because I wasn't doing the work, it just fucking comes back again. It happens and it happens again and it happens again. And then they almost start seeing as like, oh, here he goes, here he goes again. He's just gonna go off on a tangent now and just go for it. That's not a way to live, man. When, when, when the, when and how is that the way to live your life? It's, it's not. No one should live their life like that. Now there's so much, you know, there's, you gotta, when you find that happiness and um, that's that. That's always going to be the, the key. But happiness to people comes in different forms because we have different upbringings. For me, happiness now is being happy with myself. When you have happiness in yourself, you just have this energy. It's like this little aura around you. You can feel it. And you start picking up on it from other people too. You know when people are happy and they know when you're happy. It's like this, you know, everyone goes on about vibing and all that stuff. It's an actual thing. Like you send out these vibrations and I can tell when someone's like, they're in a good spot, they're happy, you know, the way you hug someone, the way I hug people now. So if you're listening to this podcast and you, you physically see me or, you know, you catch up with me a lot, when I hug you now, you're going to be like, wow, like there's, there's some there's some awesome energy coming out of there it's, it's different and, and, and I got that when I first started hugging the boys from my men it's just this like there's this aura of, of, of um, you know happiness and you know content of who you are and it's it's um, it's really it's, it's addictive um, and you feel so safe too around it which is which is obviously a good thing um, so like happiness for me, that inner happiness, that's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. And you all, you got to remember, you're, all, you're going to still have these days where you, you have bad days. But you also need to sort of think about taking some of the positives out of that bad day. Like, don't just think about the day as a whole as like a full negative. It's like, okay, not the best day, but what was good? Hey, still good on my work done. Well, that's, a, that's a win, you know. Um, you know, car broke down, got to work late. 
not ideal, but don't dwell on that for two days. Jesus. Think about what positive came out of there. What? Who did you talk to that sort of like sort of opened up some things and made you feel better? Or I don't know. You had a good training session if you train, and you probably should be training. Um, and and things like that. You know what I mean? Take some take the positives with you. Don't dwell on those negatives. And it's too, it's really hard to do if you've been in that mindset phase. It took me a while. It's taken me over a year to be able to do that. Okay, so. Um, and then, you know, like I said, for happiness for other people is, you know, comes in different forms. But for me now, it's that I, I just, the way, the who I am as a person, um, the way I speak to people, the way I hug people, the way I shake their hands, the way I listen and hear and sit there and, and, and actually feel what was going on when they speak rather than pretending you're just listening to people and then all of a sudden you're just worried about getting your shit out you know what I mean and then that's that selfishness so that that's where I come from now and um you know going back to coaching and stuff like that uh one-on-one online and doing these wellness sort of programs it's sort of um and when I say wellness uh it's, it's like fitness sort of wellness sort of programs that We'll get into another time, you'll see, but uh, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's where that sort of happiness is, is for me, so, um, yeah, we've probably got another five or so minutes left in this one, but, you know, what, what we've been really hammering on is, is, you know, your suppressions coming out in different forms and hurting people, and, um, let's go back to sort of the kids thing, and, um, I've, I did a bit, of, uh, a lot of work around the kids. I say a bit, it's a lot because I did not want to be known as that dad. You know what I mean? That that that's quite scary and daunting. You know, someone saying that you're not a good dad. That that doesn't fucking choke you up. Then, yeah, I don't know what's gonna get you over the line, but that is that was it for me. It was like you. You need to sort it, sort it out because, like you, like there's lots of, like there's lots of good in the world, but you know you. I I said that in the second podcast. You can't rely on someone else for your happiness, and I guarantee you, all the people that have reached out to me and, um, on social media, if I haven't got back to you, like I said, I'm going to get back to you, and. Instagram and, and Messenger, you're all like beautiful people. There's so much beauty in you. And you probably don't get told that enough, to be honest. I didn't. Um, a guy or, you know, your family telling you that you're beautiful, um, you know. Being attractive is great and all, but being able to feel someone's like beauty from their inside is a whole nother level and I'm learning that with different individuals that I surround myself with now that they've just got this inner beauty they're just genuinely like nice people they're willing to help you and things like that so like all you guys that are reaching out you are you do you have lots of beauty in you but we just got to get it out I've got I've I have no doubt I had had so much beauty in me that was just at the bottom of the 
of the barrel you know what i mean it was just stuck down there because you can only really get that beauty when you start fixing those other things and start really opening up about them and fixing it and then this beautiful person will come through and like i said the way you speak the way you act you know just smiling more and laughing and and being genuinely nice letting people talk and when that beauty comes through like that's who you are that's who you are that's who you're meant to be it is that person you've been your whole life is not who you're meant to be once you start seeing that beauty that beautiful person come through all of a sudden you're like oh like I, I did have it you know it was just really it was covered up it was like a big net you know that was just like suffocating it the whole time and it'd come out every now and then and then it'd just get trapped back down there again you know what i mean so just what i thought i just thought i'd sort of say that and you know um another thing that you probably don't really hear too much is i even said it this morning like i'm proud of people like i'm proud of you as a person for what you're doing i'm proud of you for doing this job there's a young guy it's going on a little bit of a tangent here but just down at the cafe i used to work with him at the school i work with and he he's got a job there so he wasn't there today um and when i first sort of went in there uh, a week ago or something i said you know what i'm i'm bloody proud of you mate you know getting out there and you know and for someone like that that's come from sort of you know probably a probably a pretty similar background to me that's all he needed for a very long time to say someone that he was you know someone's proud of him for doing what he does and i'm not even a close person to him and it, you don't have to be but gen when you're genuinely speaking from the heart and that hits someone like that like it can change their life not their day it can actually change their life you know because they're, they're, they're they feel like they're um you know their self-worth like is there which is it's so important for like a teenager or it's anyone in general but anyone going through you know that stuff so you know that and i think that's the next thing is you know genuinely if you if you're proud of someone like don't be afraid to say it that's a that's fucking strong that'll that'll change the person you know i've had people say that to me a lot lately and it's 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 also gives you energy but you also are like okay i am like i'm, I'm on the right path here because people do, don't generally go their way to say that stuff to people without actually thinking about it and go yeah i'm fucking proud of you man we're proud of proud of her for doing that and things like that so yeah if you ever get that feeling um don't be afraid to to tell people how you feel especially especially if it's love like that there's not a, there's not enough love in the world unfortunately especially at the moment people are going through hard times so yeah um back to the kids uh i i did the i actually did the love languages um i studied them a lot people don't really i haven't really talked about this about the kids and like i said i was a pretty distant father and i thought i need to be that hard-ass person and it was the worst like, like it wasn't like my kids were scared of me but they weren't they didn't have that loving sort of direct relationship with me because I had so much shit going on and I wasn't fixing it. Like I, I didn't have that um, that connection with them. And now I have the biggest connection with them. Like they literally tell me they love me 24 seven. And um, 
and that, that I used to cry every time they did it. Like, you know, when I probably like probably like even six, seven months ago, I used to fucking cry. And I used to cry at night when I'd sleep because I'd just look at them and be like, I'm so fortunate to have these beautiful kids in my life. And I was a fuckhead for so long. Um, and now obviously it's different because I've, I've fixed all that stuff and um, the love language has helped heaps. So for example, I've got two, I've got, got a boy and a girl. I'll leave their names and things off here. But older boy, middle, uh, so yeah, a boy coming up five and my young girl's three. And um, I did the love languages with them and it worked really really well especially with my boy so he's very similar to me he's quite a it's funny because people don't see it but when you get to know me you, you sort of see it more i'm a, like a i'm very i'm i'm, I'm an in, introverted person but I'm, I'm very good at extroverting so i like being in a small little little group of people and having a good time but if i have to go out and you know like for even for coaching like you know 50 60 people that's fine for me as well but it really really drains me so i know that i, I can do it and i i enjoy it at the time but it really really drains me and he's the same he's quite conservative very judgmental but if he gets to know you he becomes a he becomes a, a lunatic you know really opens up and, that, and that's exactly who i am but i used to um used to you know yell at him and tell him off and you know give him a smack and things like this and then he'd fire back and it's exactly who i was you know you give me fire i'll throw fire back um so and i kept doing it and it just wind up and i didn't have the you know um at the time i didn't have the awareness to be like oh, i see what's going on here and, and that was it and and that's when the, the the parent can you know you know probably do something bad you know smack them too hard or say something they really regret or you know just do, just continue on that that bad path so i did that and when he started playing up i'd i'd because he's quite an emotional little boy and i used to sit down with him and just look him in the eyes now and so you know what's going on you know are, are you right like why are you frustrated talk to me he literally will open up and talk to me sit next to me give me a cuddle and completely calm down when I'm, and, I, and I remember doing it the first time and I was like holy shit like this is me but there was no awareness around this when I was growing up it was just alright go to your room and stay there or whatever that old school mentality was but all I needed was a fucking hug one hug would have fixed the whole thing because I'm exactly that same person and now, even if I did, if I get angry or something now, and someone came up to me and knew I was frustrated and just gave me a hug, I just, I just would chill out. It's the same thing. Um, so that really helped with me. So if you're having struggle with kids and things like that, or you know, in that situation, maybe try and do the love languages or try a different approach like that. And just, you just got to be real patient, keep, keep, keep calm. But if you see that change, you know, what I mean, it's, it's, it's that is was one of the most beautiful things I've ever done with my son. And then, you know, Ellie's, Ellie's really, uh, sorry, I said her name, Ellie. Um, the youngest girl, she, she's very similar, but she's a little bit more fiery, as in, 
she's quite stubborn so she'll <laughs> she'll go her own way and do things so if you tell her off or even you tell her to come over and talk about it she'll, she'll just look at you and be like i'm not talking to you mate um and they're different girls and boys and i guarantee they're going to change again and, and go different again i'm no guru on any of this so you know if you've got tips for me by all means flick them out but for her i just give her space and usually when I give her space, she will get a little bit more emotional. So she almost goes to her own little space, does her thing for a bit, must like process it, I'm guessing, and then gets a little bit emotional. And then she comes to me for, um, you know, that security of like, are you right? Like, and things like that. So way, like a lot of different like situations there to go on. And, and you know, you don't get taught that stuff as a parent. Um, but I do recommend the, the love languages. It definitely helps a lot with stressful situations um, and things like that. So, yeah. So that's sort of coming to the end of the part three. Um, just one thing on here. I'm going to really... Um, for you guys that have reached out to me that want to start your journey. And, and, and that's awesome. I really appreciate that. Like, that's the last thing I thought is, you know, this podcast I would actually start this journey for people or, or actually get this much traction which is i hope it goes crazy because i just know that there's a lot of people out there that would you know benefit from this so it's cool um and we're going to try and team up with an organization um jump on board with someone that you know if you guys come to me or you hear this podcast uh there'll be sort of some direct links where you can go and start sort of figuring out um how to start your journey or you know not everyone's going to have this all the same stuff i've been through but it might just trigger some things in you to be like oh yep yeah, yeah I, i've done that before like maybe i should get on top of that now before it sort of starts or you might have been through much worse things than me because uh, i could imagine there's a lot of people out there that have been through much worse and you know and if if you're still on that journey here like bloody hell like keep doing it because that that's an amazing effort um so i'm i'm proud of people that are, you know been through similar stuff and have managed to come out that other side and and healed themselves and um that's an amazing job that's that's very hard work to dig that deep it's the hardest part you know what i mean so that organization we haven't sort of figured it out yet but i'm talking to a few people and we're going to make it a sort of a option for you guys so just just looking out for everyone out there if there's if you want to talk there's going to be some professionals on hand to sort of help you guys out okay that is episode three i'm going to leave you guys to it hope you have a lovely day and uh we've still got a couple of episodes to go there's plenty more to come there's plenty more stuff going on um in the next three episodes we're going to dive a little bit deeper into my dad and how he won't go into too much but opened up big really really big time to me when i went home at christmas and a few other things it's because i was i'm just gonna say it's because i was much more about uh, emotionally available i think that opened up some sort of um suppressed stuff for him as well so yeah it's uh that'll be an interesting one next but like i said have a good day guys i appreciate all the messages all the listening all the downloads and stuff like that so feel free to share it and reach out and i'll see you guys next week thank you